What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Candy Schlepped. I am your host, Jordan Schrader, and today we are going to talk about hope in disability and what that entails. All coming up on Handy Schlepped. Stay tuned. All right, everyone. Today is May 27th, 2021. It is a lovely Thursday where I am at. It's totally raining outside. And so if you're listening this afternoon, I want to thank you for coming in and listening to the podcast. Wherever you are, uh, just know that you are awesome and God loves you and that you are cherished. I encourage you to be well in whatever you're doing in your life and that you are blessed today and that whatever you're going through in your life, you are not alone. You know, I speak for that for all people listening to this. I speak for that, especially with the um, my disabled brothers and sisters who know what it feels like to just go through the motions of the disabled life and um it's a very different lifestyle excuse me it's a very different lifestyle in how we operate life and the the daily activities and the daily tasks we have to go through all the time the uh the dependency on others i think is one of the biggest ones the biggest struggles, at least for me. Uh, I mean, I got over it over the years, but in a way, you never really do. Um, there's always that feeling of, like, like a sense of obligation from other people when they have to help you, or that sense of feeling like a burden to other people because you need help with everything. And um, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's just some of the common difficulties of living with a disability. You know, it's a it's a heavy cross to carry, and uh, it's a heavy burden to go through every day. And you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I have it more difficult than other people, or that disabled people are. Uh, in a lower class of people that have it rough or people that have a sucky life or haven't dealt crappy cards in life. Everyone's different. And uh, in a way, we could say that, you know. Uh, I will say that in some ways, if not many ways, uh, disability is harder. It's not going to be for everyone in the sense that not everyone is going to be as quickly adaptable to disability or as um, content with disability as other people. You know, uh, with disability, you get people that are born into the disability. So it's like that's all they know for their world and their living way. And then there's people that are eventually brought into 
disability, whether it's like an onset disease or they're in a horrible accident that like that paralyzes them or something, becoming a quadriplegic as we see in like uh, the movie Me Before You or uh, I can think of plenty of people like Christopher Reeve who played Superman back in the day, just examples like that. It's clear to me that people who get become disabled later, it seems like, I'm not saying it is, but it seems like they often have a more rough time mentally and emotionally dealing with it than those who have been born into it. Because when you're born into it, born into your circumstance, you have to adapt to it no matter what. You don't have a choice. I mean, you don't have that choice as someone who gets disabled later either. But when you're born into it, you have the benefit of that early learning and understanding, hey, this is the person I am. I'm going to learn how to go through this and learn what I have to do to keep going. I wish it was that easy for everyone. Uh, Sometimes it comes to the point where you don't have that honor or you don't have that leisure to say that. um, I hear so many of my fellow disabled brothers and sisters that were born into the disabled community and they did not have an easy go. Uh, They struggled with a lot of different things. They struggled with uh, dealing with uh, other kids at school. Maybe they were even bullied a little bit, if not a lot. Uh, Maybe they were having a rough family life or a home life. And learning how to adapt to that. Now, with disability, as I said earlier, we have to deal with a lot with dependency on other people. And I think, for me at least, something that's very challenging is that it's difficult to get upset with other people or uh, people that are close to you, like maybe fight with them or have bigger disagreements with them because you're constantly dependent on them for your needs, for your caregiving, for any kind of assistance whatsoever. It's like, it's the definition of do not bite the hand that feeds. Uh, for, for those uh, Nine Inch Nail fans out there, it's a great song, but I'm being serious as well, as you really can't, like, bicker, or you really can't, like, start fights, or you gotta be really careful with your relationships and really cherish your relationships, because if you don't, then it's going to be dip more difficult and challenging for people wanting to be around you. I mean, that's a basic principle no matter what. But it's even more anxiety-driven 
because we are so dependent and reliant on others just to do all the basic needs and caregiving um, of us. You know, that's... People would think, okay, then just be grateful for who you have. No, it's not that simple. You know, here's the thing. What makes disability harder is that you're on the constant anxiety stage of you have to be grateful for what you have. I mean, that's a principle I live by, but it's different under the spotlights of disability. You are always under the impression or their impression of others that you are someone who is always angelic, always innocent, um, almost like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like a, a poster child of some kind of great cause or a poster child for what is the good of humanity? It's this person who is disabled, they have a horrible life, but hey everyone, get over yourself because they are happy. And what are you doing wrong? What are you doing to get your life together? This guy has no legs and he lives through an iron lung and he is happy as can be. You know, that's become the staple of disability, if not one of them. Uh, we call it inspiration porn. We've talked about this on the show before. It'll probably come up again in the future. Uh, because, well, this is a disabled show that coincides with faith. But going into that, it's like disabled people are locked outside of any form of, I want to say subconscious normalcy because of how culture, okay, at least American culture and American society has depicted what a disabled person is. For decades ago, disabled people were not very present in the community whatsoever. They were hidden away. They weren't shown. Disability awareness was futile. It was trash. And so now that disabled people are almost everywhere, you would think that disability awareness and accessibility and understanding would be far better. I mean, in a way it is. And at the same time, we still have further to go, much further, especially with the subconscious aspect. Yeah, like on the outside and um, on the external level, we're trying to make things more adaptable, more accessible, having um, more available disability resources and uh, disability awareness, etc. But what's missing is the gap. The gap between what is a disabled person and who a disabled person actually is. In other words, what society, okay, American society thinks of what a disabled person is or is like versus actually 
knowing them through intimate relationship. The desire to actually get to know them one-on-one on a personal level and knowing, hey, they have struggles too. It's like, no crap, Sherlock. You know, I think another aspect that's difficult is not only is disability harder with the daily baggage of what all comes with disability. And what does that daily baggage look like? Well, it's, well, dealing with the daily needs, dealing with the constant dependency on other people. I hate to repeat myself, but I'm just making a list here. It's dealing with, here's a big one. It's dealing with the constant struggle of insurances. What is approved, what is not approved. Uh, Dealing with uh, financial situations because a lot of disabled people live on what's called SSI or social security income. And very simply put, SSI from the federal and state government uh, uh, does not permit you, if you're on it, to have over $2,000 in your uh, checking and your assets. Um, So you can't save, really. You can't really uh, hold back on your spending or paying bills, whatever. Like, you can't save up for anything unless you have what's called an ABLE account and other forms of, like, special accounts for disabled people to save some kind of money to work towards some form of financial goal. For every other, every other person, it's a non-disabled, it's like, oh, okay, just save money, you're fine. No, what the disabled community has to go through is all kinds of hoops and loops and jumps and hurdles just to have the permission and just the sanity to be able to save their money, spend it how they want to, and not be practically audited. Okay, it's not audited by definition, but all your finances are observed. And if you go over that your limits in all of your assets and your checking and savings, etc., then you're monitored for that and they'll tell you about it and they'll lower your income. Heck, marriage is a difficulty with a disability. With marriage, uh, your finances in that regard and disability plays a big part in that. You can't get married without losing your benefits. You can't get married without having a great negative effect on your social security income. Um, You can't really work as much as you want for those that are disabled that are able to work because that plays into how much you make from SSI. And if you do make more, then you have to get a different form of insurance, which is fine, everyone else has to. But when you're on a certain insurance, uh, depends on the state you're in, um, that you're on, that kind of insurance, it really helps a lot in many different ways. And in some ways it doesn't. So, for example, um, let's say you need your insurance to help cover 
certain medical expenses or uh, certain things that are going to help you in your disability. Like let's say you get a vehicle that you are able to drive with adaptable technology. So like uh, hand controls to drive your vehicle, okay? Uh, some of that can be covered, but not all of it. Because it's a long story, but it's, there's so many technicalities and it's basically bottom line, it's almost like governments want disabled people to just kind of live their life leisurely, not really working hard, not really having goals and aspirations. It's like we have our own, how do I put this? It's like disabled people live in this giant nursery all over the place. This like universal nursery where we can go and do our own recreational leisure, play with our toys, do this, watch what we want, do what we want in our own free fun time, but we have to be supervised and we have to be monitored in what we are able to consume, what we are able to spend on, how we are able to have a love life, how all of that plays into who we are as a member of society. If we feel like a member of society, there's so much to it that that's only scratching the surface. And we're going to talk about this much more in coming episodes. I think we're going to start getting back into interviews here on the Handy Schlaft show. We call it Handy Schlaft because everyone here is a little bit offbeat. So, but why do I describe it as a nursery separated from everyone else? Because a lot of times disabled people deal with loneliness and separation, or I should say isolation because of all the daily task baggage and barriers that come with us. We feel like castaways on all the little islands of the South Pacific, the Caribbean, all over the place. In a way, that doesn't sound too bad. But my point is how we feel so isolated and separated from just an ounce of normalcy in society. Just to feel that mentality of living a private life if not a private life again. That's part of the bigger picture. Is that we don't have the privilege of living a private life. Because everything is monitored. Everything is supervised. Everything is dependent upon other people. And I sit back and I look at other people online with the power of social media and the internet, thank God, with how much people with my own disease, SMA or spinal muscular atrophy are, um, I mentioned this before, but are using that to get their voice out there and to be leaders in the disabled community. People like Shane Burkaw and his wife, Hannah, 
people like Alex Stacy of Wheelchair Rapunzel, people like Andrew Gerza, who are all using their platforms in different ways. Um, I give kudos to them. Um, they're great people I've talked with, uh, all three of them in different ways at different times um, in time. Wonderful people. Do I agree with every single thing they do? Well, better question is, do we all agree with each other with what we do? Not always, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to love and support them. Again, these are my brothers and sisters in the disabled community. And that's the key word here, community. All these disabled bloggers, vloggers, and social media influencers, especially with SMA or muscular dystrophy, what they sell, what they bring out is something we all seek. Not as just disabled people, but as man, humanity, people, and that's community. That's what our hearts truly long for. We all strive for a sense of belonging and we long for community. Longing for a place, a place of acceptance, a place where we can be heard, a place where we can fit in or make a name for ourselves or just be able to call a family, family. And if there's anything we learn from big, or let's say like, I'm a big movie guy, okay? Or we see in scripture of the Bible. If there's anything I've seen in like movies, like the Marvel movies, uh, which I love, or uh, in the Bible or in other forms of TV shows or anything, even video games, <laughs> it's that there is union in struggles. It's struggles that bring us together, even if we're all different, even if we have different beliefs, different interests, which don't mean much, but you get my point different values even. If there's one thing we all truly have in common as people, disabled or undisabled, undisabled, that sounds stupid, or a walker, let's say, uh, it's struggle. We all share it. That's what really unifies us, is struggle. And it's how we come together to overcome obstacles. Sometimes it takes disaster or trials and tribulations to bring out the best in people, not division. There's going to be division no matter what. Scripture even talks about that, but in a different context. The hope of disability. I look at all this. I think about all the crappy circumstances I 
and my fellow brothers and sisters in the disabled community must go through. Feeling left out, feeling behind, feeling like we're not keeping up with our Walker friends and family, feeling like we don't have a voice, feeling silenced. We're a minority, so that's a cross-reference right there. We're feeling like we just have so many other difficulties that people don't see. Not to mention disabled people that have invisible disabilities. Not taken seriously. Chosen last. Not being a priority as a romantic dating partner or not being a priority in general, not being a favorite person, feeling like we're kind of just there, just to be tolerated because it seems like able-bodied people don't always know what to do with us. You know, again, I go back to that nursery metaphor, which is kind of all in our little playroom until we live out our life expectancy, you know, because that's what we were told when we were younger. A lot of us disabled people, they told our parents or our families or guardians, whoever, to hey, take care of your disabled child, love them for as long as you can and give them the best comfort because their life expectancy is not going to be that great. You know, that's just how it was. And yet a lot of us are still here. Sometimes not sure what to do with ourselves or other people not being sure of what to do with us because we've exceeded the expectations and we've exceeded everyone's thoughts. Yeah. We don't always fit in. We do have to worry about a lot of stupid things on a daily basis that other people have no idea or even give a thought. We do have to constantly worry about accessibility, insurance troubles, legal issues because of disability, disability awareness to make things change using the power of social media just to get our point across because it's the only way we can be really heard. Because a lot of times in a personal setting, we're not always taken seriously or we're sidelined or we're treated like a toddler, even though a lot of us are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s plus. We defied expectations. My friends, there is always hope in disability. One passage I like to look at is in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which talks about the body of the church. Um, it uses the analogy of a human body, that they're all a bunch of different parts, but they all work for a purpose. Not just personal purpose, but a singular purpose. We are part of that body. 
even if it's a little bit disfigured, even if it's a little bit deformed, not that strong, a little bit weaker, a little bit outside the box. But no matter what, we've always defiled expectations. And there is always hope in disability because there is unity in struggle. We're all here for each other. I'm not perfect for it by any means. I've said a lot of stupid things to people, including my own uh, disabled family of brothers and sisters with spinal muscular atrophy or muscular dystrophy. I've said very ignorant things that I'm not proud of. You know, we're human. We're going to be mean to each other sometimes. But if there's anything I learned in the past, this is how recent it's been, learned in the past month or so, back up a little bit. Put your wheelchair in reverse and just step back a little bit and realize where you are, where you came from, and that we all struggle with very similar things. Even though we don't always disagree with each other, we all have the common struggle of that heavy backpack of disability. We're all playing, <laughs> or what people think, we're all in the same nursery, being supervised and monitored. And with that, let's help each other, pray for one another, and encourage one another. We're all struggling in different ways, not just disability, but mental issues, uh, identity issues, struggling with um, all kinds of difficulties that people don't even see. People look at us and they're like, oh, they're disabled, their life sucks. That's only half of it. Because <laughs> we have to worry about our disability struggles, plus everyday struggles of other what other people go through. So it's exponential. We just don't always talk about it because not everyone understands. They try to understand, but they don't quite get it. But we understand each other. We have to support each other and be there for each other, no matter what. Because we all struggle with the same issue. Let's be there for each other and be kind and be loving. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord God, we come before you right now and we thank you for who you are and your grace over us, even in our disability. For our disabilities glorify you, Lord God. You are there for us and we are to help each other, not divide each other, not be mean to each other, as all of us, including myself, had to learn and be humble. Try to be humble. Lord God, you help us in all of our ways and difficulties. Help us to love each other, befriend one another, and not make enemies. Lord God, we thank you for giving us the health we do have and the relationships that we have 
the people who help us, whether it's our parents or family, friends, or caregivers, nurses, aides, doctors, whoever. We are blessed, even though we don't realize it or admit it. We are blessed. And we have purpose. Lord God, I thank you for all who are listening. Bless all of my brothers and sisters in the disabled community and beyond. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to thank you all again for listening to this episode of Handy Schlepp. I'm your host, Reverend George Schrader, and you can continue the conversation online on facebook.com slash Schrader. You can message me there, or we can you can email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com, or pretty soon we're going to have a Discord channel. And I'll let you know when that's all set up. In the meantime, take care, be safe, God bless, and as always, stay classy.